Hello, folks, and welcome to this edition of TechNet Radio. I'm your host, Tommy Patterson, and joining me today is Stefan Kermart out of Germany, Business Program Manager, and he's doing some really exciting things around uh, data analytics. And in this particular topic today, shrinking big data to deliver sound business results with vibrant visualizations. Microsoft IT struggled with capturing a lot of the business uh, applications and customer feedback over the years. Um, and when I say struggle, I mean uh, in a timely fashion where we could actually turn things around really quickly. And so what we've been working on is all this new big data analytics. And what Stefan is doing is actually shrinking that data and making it usable. So Stefan, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, Tommy. I'm with Microsoft since about nine years. And before I joined uh, the Microsoft IT organization I'm in at the moment, I was working for uh, the former central marketing organization of the German Microsoft subsidiary. Well, in Microsoft IT, I held various roles like um, data quality specialist, solution manager, and now I'm a business program manager, as you said. As a business program manager in, in Microsoft IT, I'm now responsible for business intelligence, data science, and analytic projects. And well, the, uh, the scope of my team is really about providing BI as a service for our sales teams, as well as providing data management services and data governance. Very cool. So I've had several discussions with Microsoft IT over the last year about how we're bringing in data together and, and, and making sure we have the right data that we're collecting going forward. Um, in your case, though, today's episode is a little more special in that we're figuring out how to pull in different points of interest or insights to help hone that data in. Is that right? What, what, do, what do we refer to that as? Yeah, this is a really interesting question, Tommy. And uh, I, I think it very much depends on the de definition of uh, what is supposed to be a listening system. So uh, I think the reality is very often... Um, in Microsoft that Excel is still being used as a listening system. So many people are still capturing all sorts of feedback they are hearing in an Excel spreadsheet. Right. And uh, well, although I'm, uh, I'm sure that nobody would really classify Excel as a listening system explicitly, we are supporting Excel as a listening source system, really mostly as the source to anal analyze and visualize survey data but there are also uh, really dedicated software solutions uh, that are supporting listening. Uh, well, I would say the most important ones we are connecting to with our listening service are uh, User Voice and Yammer. User Voice is really a software as a service solution for product management and customer support. And uh, Yammer is really an enterprise uh, private social network that helps teams to start conversations collaborate on files and organize around projects. Right. And um, even um, besides these main components, we are also supporting already IoT devices. So really Internet of Things, uh, little devices. And uh, in particular, the, the devices we are supporting are so-called happy phase machines. And mm -hmm. uh, these devices are used to capture customer satisfaction uh, for uh, on side service offerings like our internal tackling centers. Tackling centers are really a service center for Microsoft employees uh, which are having hardware and software issues. Oh, okay. 
Very neat. So, you know, I can see that expanding to where, you know, you, you would place something on me, and uh, as I'm interacting with software, it might say, all right, I know he's in Outlook. Um, let's let's see, you know, he keeps clicking in the same place a hundred times, so maybe we should ask him how things are going, and you can hit a little frowny face right there, and it would send that data up to the cloud. I mean, I can think of a lot of future um, IoT-related uh, gadgets that could help out with this um, that give that real-time feedback. That's that's really interesting. So just tell me about how many systems or how much data do you capture over a month or a year with this type of stuff? Yeah, um, interesting question. So I, I cannot really tell all the storage and traffic details from a back-end perspective, mm -hmm. but I have pretty good insights and, well, some key usage and adoption metrics for these systems. So, for example, within the Microsoft Yammer network, um, more than 50,000 users are creating more than 3 million messages every year. Mm -hmm. These users are uploading and sharing more than 200,000 files within, well, around 10,000 different Yammer groups. For, for user-wise, I can at this point only speak for the Microsoft IT tenant. There are much more user voice instances being used uh, within Microsoft internally and externally. Mm -hmm. uh, we are, by the way, planning to onboard uh, to these going forward as well. But coming back to the Microsoft IT user voice tenant, we are uh, having more than 4,000 users creating uh, uh, more than 1,000 suggestions uh, so far. Wow. For um, these suggestions, they have been uh, commenting more than 1,000 times and um, really summing everything up together. Um, I think the, the listening systems are really creating a significant amount of data, especially uh, looking at the Yammer data we are accessing. I think this is really to be considered big data we're dealing with here. Right, right. So just give me a rough idea. Are we talking terabytes a year or multiple terabytes, I mean, just rough guess. Definitely terabytes, so um, more than that, I would say. And okay. uh, this is where collecting historic data in terms of Yammer. Um, so there's nothing um, getting deleted. So, well, it's really rapidly increasing over time and definitely in the terabyte, ra terabyte range. Okay, that's really great. So talk a little bit about the back-end solution and, and, you know, that you've created to capture this data. What kind of format are we talking about? Well, the back-end solution we have created is um, really following a basic multi-layered architecture pattern. So on the bottom layer, we have a staging area on which some services are accessing the listening data streams, mostly via APIs. Um, in addition to that, also via really file readers to import Excel and the flat file data. Mm -hmm. On top of this, well, let's say data acquisition layer, we have a data processing, cleansing, and transformation layer on which, um, again, another layer is living that is representing the data stores we need. So the, the backend from an architecture perspective is really a hybrid solution that is built with uh, SQL Server technology in combination with um, some Azure services as well. Cool. So <clears throat> now that you, ha I guess you get all this data, how do you effectively manage it in that central environment? How do you cleanse it and, and make sense out of it? 
Great question. So this is um, the process step with which we really add value to the information that is captured in the listening systems. When we process the, the listening data, we do make use of machine learning components. And mm -hmm. while well, this is then all about turning customer feedback into actionable insights, finally, the machine learning services we are using are helping to make sense out of the large amount of unstructured, um, well, pretextual information by, um, I would say, by deriving actionable insights like sentiment analysis or clustering. Mm. So with, what, uh, with that, uh, we are really able to provide answers on questions like, uh, what are the top problematic features? What are the top suggestions, top delighters? So which aspect of the product are aspects of the product are most important to our users? Or which uh, features are customers asking for? What features do they like? Uh, what features do they not like so much? Mm. Um, as we are also enriching these insights with organizational metadata, so like, for example, role data, discipline data, segment, and geography, we finally can uh, summarize all of these insights from different perspectives and angles and are also enabled drill down to, to details. Very interesting. Okay, so now that you know what the data means and how you're, uh, how are you successfully creating visualization solutions to enable like the actual end users? And for end users, I mean the business owners that would take this data and do something with it. How do you, how do you visualize that um, so that it's effective? Yeah, thanks for asking this question. This really one of my favorite topics is it now um, really Power BI comes into play. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the whole presentation layer of our listening service has been implemented via Power BI. And uh, in, in order to make uh, all of this data accessible via Power BI that we have processed in our backend, we are heavily utilizing the Power BI REST APIs. Mm. And uh, well, really with this technology, we have programmatic access to Power BI dashboard resources such as data sets, tables, or rows. And well, the data we push into the Power BI cloud service is uh, finally really the foundation for the custom inside elements we are creating for our customers. So we have a, um, created a set of standard dashboards and content packs in Power BI to cover the core inside needs from our customers. Mm -hmm. But also on, on top of these standard sort of visualizations, our users are also able to create their own dashboards and reports as we uh, do make the data sets available for them in Power BI as well. Very, very cool. So, so are, are we able to see some of this? I mean, can you actually bring it up and show us some of what you've, what you've accomplished? Sure, sure, let's do that. So what we're looking at right now, this is the front end of our listening and insight service. It is really straightforward and easy to use. So if you want to get some more details around your listening and uh, initiatives, you just need to well, click on Get Analysis, and then you can pick the listening channel you're interested in. So um, let's pick Yammer for this little demonstration here. So I'm clicking on Yammer, and I get a, uh, another input mask where I can enter the group name for this demo. Let's probably pick Skype, and what we get basically is a pick list with all the groups that have Skype in their name. I'm going to select Skype for Business. 
I'm going to select a start date, like, well, beginning of this year is a good one, and end date I'm going to pick today. And then I have the choice if I want to uh, get a, a data set in Power BI, which enables me to create my own dashboard, or if I want a ready-to-use dashboard. So I'm going to pick dashboard, click on process, see what the service is doing. It is processing, and it should give me a notification in just a second. So let's have a look on how that looks like on uh, the Power BI side, really how the end product looks like. So uh, we're now looking at the Listening and Insights Power BI group. As you can see, there are a lot of inside assets existing already in this group, a lot of dashboards, reports, and data sets. We're now focusing for on this advanced analytics uh, report for this demonstration. You can see this is a ready-to-use dashboard based on uh, user voice data, actually, with uh, a lot of really insightful information. I'm going to maximize the view so it's better to see for you. So, for example, you can see on top of this view a uh, set of key metrics we are, we are monitoring, like uh, the number of provisioned users, the number of active users, how many suggestions do we have within uh, this user voice forum, how many comments do we have? What is the response count uh, number at the moment? And how does the response rate look like? We're doing some clustering by different um, entities like role, like discipline. We're doing breakdowns by categories. We see some trending information like user growth over time. Uh, we see um, visuals on top suggestions, for example, which are sorted by vote and comment count. This is uh, tightly integrated to user voice directly as well, so you can directly uh, move over to the respective suggestion uh, if you click on suggestion URL in this table. And um, all this stuff is really uh, Power BI based and it's interactive because of that, so you can do cross-filter like well, selecting uh, only looking at uh, positive sentiments or um, do breakdowns by certain categories uh, and all of the numbers are getting reloaded accordingly. Super cool stuff. This is the kind of thing that people have been asking for for a very long time. Um, and I know there's a learning process involved into getting this right. Uh, you know, obviously the first couple of iterations they say, yeah, it's pretty good and you don't want to lose that user base, but by adding the filters, you know, people can get in and start looking at it the way they want to look at it. And I have to imagine we're looking at the way people are using this tool as another feedback mechanism. Am I right? That's correct. Yeah, this is really uh, the um, intended to close the loop and finally to, to trigger actions based on these insights. Yep. <clears throat> Excellent stuff. Stefan, this is great. Um, any other, you know, closing thoughts? What's the roadmap look like? Um, what, what else can you share? Yeah, well, um, in terms of roadmap, so I, I can tell you that our roadmap is actually very much tied to the roadmap of the core products we are using, especially to um, the Power BI roadmap. So um, the Power BI team is really delivering new features and services uh, and capabilities every month, mm -hmm. and we are um, closely aligned to this team, so we are always looking for opportunities to bring in new product features into our service. 
Mm -hmm. Currently, we are um, evaluating how we can integrate Cortana analytics and uh, as a new end user experience. And on really on the backend side of things, we are looking to at uh, some new REST API capabilities, like for example, the group API integration in Power BI. Mm -hmm. So this is really a living project and there are new capabilities added all the time. Excellent, excellent. Outstanding stuff, Stefan. I think, you know, we're we're just growing leaps and bounds in this area. Microsoft is really paying attention, not only to what our customers say, but what our internal employees are saying. It's building a culture of learning uh, and and a new uh, paradigm in how we go about doing our business uh, much faster in getting the, the right features in place, the right uh, behaviors in place, and then, you know, that all just helps get that culture that Satya talks about so much uh, ingrained into uh, how we do things with our customers. Thank you very much. All right, Stefan, so we're going to make that a wrap for this TechNet Radio session. Um, as always, thank you for joining the show. Um, any parting words? No, just uh, thank you very much, for Tommy, for having me in the show. Great. All right, we're going to do more of this stuff, folks. This is exciting. Um, until then, stay tuned and check out some more Channel 9.